What's up, Nerds Nation? Welcome back to part two of our discussion over the Disney Investors Call, where they dropped all kinds of stuff. Uh, if you guys, part if you guys, what? I said part duh. Part, What's the oh, movie? Part duh. What's the movie with the subtitle? Part duh. Hot shots. Yes. Yeah. That was a layup. That was, that that was, was, a, was a layup. That was, that was, that was definitely a layup. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this is part two. Uh, if you guys want to check out part one, we kind of go into the Alien TV series and we talk all about the Marvel panel that they dropped all the cool announcements. On this one, we're going to go into some of the Disney side of things where we talk about some of the animated shows they have coming along with uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Talking, talking about Star Wars. Wars. Uh, all right, so on like the more Disney side of things, uh, they kind of went into um, like the films and TV shows coming to Disney+. Plus. Um, a lot of it I really didn't care too much about, but the one thing that kind of got me a little fired up was the Mighty Duck series <laughs> with Emilio Estevez. I'm so excited for that. I have no idea why, but I, they showed a trailer for it and it looks like a blast, so I can't wait. I can't wait for that to come out. Bro, that beer looks delicious. This beer? Yes. I told you, bro. You should get a beer. It's like bubbling and... That looks delicious. Dude, speaking of which, I saw what uh, Well I Liked It kind of tagged you oh, in. Oh, it was fucked up. Yeah, though. Like, what, well, what, what would you rather have? It was like a poll. It was like a poll, yeah. And it was yeah. like, what would you rather have? A pint of beer or a pint of... Uh, ice cream. Like, ice cream. And yeah, I like, like, I don't know. That's <laughs> tough, bro. It is brutal. Uh, continuing from part one, for the people who don't know, uh, we are not recording yes we're not we're not recording video right so i mean normally we drink on the show anyway we always have like a nice Mm -hmm. brewski every now and for the most part but uh right now we're just kind of chillaxed yes relaxing i'm not really i'm like literally got my feet up yeah pants are off pants are off hairs down oh yeah so um so yeah just putting that out there but yeah that beer looks delicious yeah it's it's, it is very delicious Mm -hmm. um so yes we got obviously the mighty ducks tv series and then they kind of went into some of the stuff they have they went into like the little mermaid which i don't know if they officially announced that that's coming Straight to Disney Plus. It's going to be Disney well, Plus. Well, that's movie. when we had the technical issues. Yes, we were so having we were, we were, to get on the we're TV. having trouble with the stream. Yeah, yeah but they we, kind of announced the full cast of that. Which, um, yeah, I mean, like we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, you I know? mean, like it's like we said, it's only a matter of time before all of the uh, Disney classics start are, are like are like redone. Yeah, start yeah. making their live action uh, remakes. Right, um, and then obviously on the Disney animated side, um, Ryan the Last Dragon which is still set for March 5th, 2021, is coming out in theaters and then on Disney Plus for their premiere access. We had to pay $30 if you want to watch it. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean... They well, decide not to follow suit with HBO Max's uh, plan of just dropping dropping bombs on their service. Bombs. Uh, yeah, true. Which uh, I don't get because they're making a lot of money. So. I know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Why not? Uh, from what we saw from the financial aspect of it towards the end of the investor holders... They're making close to a billion every three months. Yeah. Which is wild. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, so we also got, um, we're getting TV shows for Baymax, yes. Zootopia Plus, yes. uh, Moana, and um, Tiana. Or is that right? Tiana? Tiana, yeah. Yeah, uh, from uh, Princess and the Frog. Yes, from New Orleans. Right, which I have not seen. Which is great. Yeah, I hear it's great. Heartwarming. I hear it's a nice throwback to like the old school like 90s Disney animation Oh, where'd movies. you hear that from, Nick? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I was next to a guy who told me. Uh, but yeah, so all those look pretty cool. Um, you know, we also got the, uh, on the Pixar side, we got, um, what was it? Is it, is it Doug's Days? Right? Is that what it was called? About the, the dog uh, yeah. from Up? From, yeah, Doug yeah, Days. Doug. Yeah, Doug called, Days, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, which was cool because it's like, it's, I like that they're doing this because we're getting like continuations from the movies. So it's like the story's continuing on and we're yeah. just seeing like where all these characters are ending up and that's, that's fun. Getting that's fun more to see. Mr. Fredrickson. Yeah. You know, getting more Doug. Uh, I was talking about how like, just an old man and his dog. Yes. Like, you're going to... It's sweet, bro. Yeah. It's so sweet. 
tears I'm, I'm guaranteed. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Russell will pop in. Uh, we'll see, like, has Russell aged? You know, like, when oh, does this take? Because that's, that's Up came out good... 10 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, where's, like, where's like, where Russell are we at? at? Where are we at in the storyline? Yeah. I would imagine not... Not too far. Yeah, not yeah, too far, not too far. Uh, from, from the movie. But, uh, but yeah, the second he name drops Ellie, I'm going to just start, like, bawling my eyes out. I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, they also kind of just uh, doubled down on um, Luca and that it's coming in June of 2021. Which essentially Pixar calling by your name. Right. Yeah. So are they, are they actually going to dive into that? I don't know. Okay. Uh, they said from when it was reported, it said that it's a very personal story from the director. Right. Now, I don't know if the director is gay or not. Yeah. But everything that I've seen from this literally feels like Call Me By Your Name. It really does. Yeah. Just uh, the Pixar animated version of it. Right. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But uh, but I really do like the director. He did the um, the Loon short. The, the Loon. Well, I was going to say Luna. And I yeah. said Moon. <laughs> I, I mix it too. But the Moon short, which is it's a fantastic short. I know yeah, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. You definitely have to check it out. Uh, it's just just like captivating. Yes. And just like feel good. It's really, really good. So, and, we, uh, and we got to see a little bit of the animation from, from Luca. And it looks awesome. Oh, it looks it great. Looks, it looks I, love, I love the um, almost like chalk pastel yeah. look that it has. Yep. Like, yeah, it's very beautiful animation. So uh, kind of reminds you a little bit of like the Clone Wars animation. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely agree. So, uh, so yeah, it was, that, was, that was cool. That's, when is that coming out again? Uh, June of next year. They haven't announced a cast, right? Uh, they have not announced the cast Oof. or a trailer yet. So is it gonna be Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, Joe? <laughs> That'd be crazy. Um, and then I guess the big one that, that Pixar dropped was that they are doing uh, Lightyear, which is based on the real Buzz Lightyear, which that, uh, that the toy is we based automatically on. like a kind of lost our shit because we thought it was gonna be like a like a Buzz spinoff. Because for the people who don't know. I guess I don't know if it's a spoiler or not. But I mean, I, th- I mean, Toy Story Four made a billion dollars. Like, if you haven't seen it yet, that's on you. Right. So, for the people who don't know, uh, Woody dies. And- <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, no, Woody does not die, but uh, Woody and Buzz um, go they, their own they, ways. They part ways, yeah. And uh, it the hug. Woody shacks up with uh, Bo Peep. Yeah, but the hug when they say goodbye, when Buzz and Woody say goodbye mm-hmm. and they hug each that. I just started bawling in the movie theater. I was like, please tell me I'm not the only one fucking crying right, right, right. now. But uh but yeah, they go their own ways. Buzz goes with the with the gang, what he says with Bo Peep and um and that squad. So I thought it was gonna be like, oh, now we're gonna continue with Buzz. Right. You know, but no, that's not the case. No, that's not the case. We are we are getting cause like and I love how they put it, like Buzz is based on this character like this is the character that buzz is based on the this is the original property right so we're getting like the origin of buzz Lightyear. actually i just thought of something buzz uh all aldrich is the name yes that's the astronaut right no because the the astronaut who went with neil i believe it was buzz all oh my god why am i blanking on this he was his christ can you name the movie that he was in (laughs) i'll be super impressed if you get this yeah buzz aldrin aldrin wow why did that sound so weird to me i don't know why buzz aldrin yes uh, can you name the movie that he was in? That he was in? Yeah. I'm going to give you these two names that are going to just blow your shit. But Wasn't he in Transformers? Yes! Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Dark of the Moon, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know Bay. Bay loves to pay respect. Absolutely. And they're like, oh, Absolutely. Bring, like, bring him Buzz Aldrin had... It was just the dumbest. Like he was there for no, and it's like, and then obviously as a fellow space traveler to another. Right, right. And I'm like, oh, God. But still... <laughs> Actually, I just realized that what I wonder if Buzz Lightyear was, you know, took was inspired by Buzz. Oh, Aldrin. maybe, maybe. 
Little things just clicking into my mind. Little right things, now. but uh, I guess we assumed that it was going to be little Tim Allen. Buzzing. Um, but it's not Tim Allen; it's Chris Evans that's voicing the character, which is yeah. a little weird. It is a little weird. But I guess like if you're thinking about it, that this is like the this is the the OG Buzz Lightyear. The, I know you love First Man. Yes, I do love First. So man. if this is the uh, the First Man yes. of a uh, of Pixar. Then this is their their Ryan Gosling, right? Exactly. Who's also going to be in the great. It all connects. It all connects, bro. It's all connected. <laughs> it's all part of the plan. But uh, but I'm I'm still excited for this. They showed like they just showed a still, and it looked cool. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, right. it looks like it's going to be a little bit more, uh, in a way, mature. Yes. You know, I'm sure it's going to like go into some of this, uh, into some of the astronauts, uh, like maybe life and drama and stuff like that. Still have that sort of Disney, uh, Disney. Right feel good yeah. flavor wait like and that. what was uh what was buzz lightyear's main villain what was that guy's name uh zorg zorg zerg zerg yes zerg, yes. yes so we'll zerg. get like an actual like zerg probably like, no because that's that's i mean zerg's not real no but what like wouldn't zerg be in this i mean there can be some guy that he doesn't agree with like you know i could picture that if it's like imagine it's like a. oh see i don't think it's gonna be like that realistic though oh you don't think no so? i think okay. it's gonna, i think i think it's gonna be like a sci-fi like aliens oh and... like a sci-fi movie yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah yeah i think because the astronaut like. looked very much like i thought it was gonna be like the story of the astronaut right that inspired the game right not like the movie personality that no I, I, think, I think it's gonna be the movie personality okay. I think it's gonna be over the top and like lasers and all that kind of shit yeah okay yeah, yeah then uh yeah. if that is the case then yeah, yeah they, they, they have zerg <laughs> in there that that would be great that's still a great moment too when they rip off Star Wars. Oh, that's like, such no, a great moment. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I would when he's playing catch with his dad. Like I wouldn't know, but <laughs> good catch, dad. Good Thanks, son. <laughs> Never heard of that before. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. So I guess um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we actually jump into the the big one? The big one. Another Pixar reference. Yeah. Um, I'm trying. To, what, what else did they release from Pixar? Oh, they released a new um, Encanto. Which oh yeah, well, which is right, which is what's gonna take place in Cuba, right? Uh, Colombia. Oh, Colombia. Okay. Yes. So it's a uh, kind of I, <laughs> Coco was such a hit. They're like, we gotta do more movies like this. <laughs> get more Spanish music. More Spanish, in here. Yeah, yeah. More Spanish, more <laughs> vibrant colors. Let's get this Spanish culture going. Oh, trust me, the one, the one they show like the one picture, I guess, of like the house and the colors. It almost were, the, looks the like colors were all it crazy. almost looks like magical. Yeah, it yeah, almost yeah. Looks like it's some like. Some like fable, fairy tale, right? Like, which might story. be the route they might be taking. I don't know. From um, yeah, I don't know because they just released that image and right. then some of like the the chords and the strings of the music. So um, they haven't really released a cast, but um, but I'm excited to see. Obviously, being Latino, love seeing you know Latinx Latino culture in yep. there, and I absolutely loved Coco. So that's gonna be fun to see. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there, I mean, there's definitely like more stuff that they announced. They announced a couple like other movies, I think, but I don't exactly remember like what the like what exactly. Oh, they were. something there was there did... was the one with like the girl that turns into like a, a red panda. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, it's like the Hulk, but she's yeah. a red panda. Yeah. So there's like other like stories here and there that that were cool, but nothing kind of sticks out to mind. Something that we actually forgot to talk about. Excuse me. Something that we forgot to actually talk about was um. Because I just remember of I'm Groot. Yeah. Oh, like, right, right. And the uh, holiday special. Yes, regarding the galaxy. Yes, which uh, I think, obviously, we're past Marvel, but I am so excited for that. Right. Because uh, it's going to be essentially like the Guardians of the Galaxy post-credits. From yeah, like the first yes, one yes. and the second one. It's going to be like that. Yeah, and they said that they were going to film it while they were filming Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Which is, that's what I'm saying, bro. It's like when you, when you have the luxury of, you're making these movies with these high-profile names, these mm-hmm. big budgets. You got to literally just shoot the scene, mail it over to like the people, the showrunners, right. and then they just work the post-production yep, yep. magic. And so, 
Yeah, that's the luxury that they have when it's all like kind of connected and stuff. So um, so that was cool. But other than that, in t regards to Pixar, um, no, I think that's oh, it was Zootopia, which we we did, didn't. Really well, you know, I mean, I, I mentioned that that it was like you know, well, getting, yeah, like, Bay, really... like Baymax, Zootopia. Yeah, I'm excited all those, to, uh, all those are getting like spin -offs. I think I think the three that they picked to spin off were good. Yeah, because I want to see more San Fran. Is it San Fran Tokyo? The name of the city. I think so. Or something along those yeah. lines. Um, but uh, I want to see more of that. I want to see more of. Uh, I I love Zootopia. I love yeah. Big Hero Six. Oh, we're getting a Moana show too. The Moana, yeah. the Moana show. I'm not too like. I don't really have that much interest for. Because I love Moana though. I love. I do love Moana so too. I, I would be curious as to what like how like what storyline they're gonna play off of or what they're gonna maybe create. go more like a sci-fi magical element because of the of her I guess like powers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or or something like that. But uh, but the big question for Zootopia. I asked you this: Is what? Shakira gonna come back <laughs> as the as the Giselle? Is it Giselle the Gazelle? I think so. Is I think that, that was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, because I think I think they I think they actually announced like what characters are gonna be in the show, and obviously they're they're basically bringing in some of the fan favorites from the movie, and I, obviously the sloth. I forget Flash. the other the other two that they're gonna focus on. Right, like I don't think. I don't think Detective Judy Hopps. No, no, no. Judy Hopps is not in there. I don't think uh, Jason Bateman. No, no, no. It's all. It's all like some of the the fan favorite side characters. I think is yeah. what they're going to focus on. I mean, I do love that world. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back J.K. Simmons yeah. as the lion. <laughs> yeah. I do kind of. Yeah, I do love that world. Uh, I did enjoy the movie. So yeah, it's cool. I think that they kind of did a really good job of picking like certain properties to kind of branch off. Yeah, of. because like a lot of the stuff that they picked too, like already have these very um i guess expansive worlds mm -hmm. that are very interesting that would be fun to explore exactly so that's basically what they're doing is they're yeah. exploring just these worlds that these characters are in exactly which should be cool all right so martin ready to get sweaty oh all right so the, re the reason why we 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 put lucasfilm last because even though in the presentation it kind of came early on was we thought lucasfilm stole the show we did like and specifically like their, like their star wars stuff like obviously they announced a few other projects that they're involved in like indiana jones mm -hmm. and and willow and things like that but like the star wars stuff was amazing because most of it was unexpected and most of it was things that we just didn't know was going to happen. Nope. So, and so we figured, okay, if this is what Star Wars is doing, then what the fuck is was Marvel, Marvel doing? doing? But then when we got to Marvel, it's like stuff we had already heard. Yeah, it was, it was still there, fun though. It was still fun. Still there were a few big panel. announcements, yeah. but nothing topped like what we heard for Star Wars. Oh my gosh. So let's 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 jump in. Let's do let's this. Let's start to dip our toes before we actually jump in the pool. Oh my gosh. So uh, they started off talking about the Mandalorian. They showed a sizzle reel for season two, mm -hmm. and then they basically announced that season three is coming, Christmas of twenty twenty one, which is awesome, which is which is great. I was worried that it was going to be delayed a little bit more because right. of Corona, right? But uh, but no, that yep. means that they're probably going to start shooting, going into production, yes, soon. I would right. imagine within like the next month, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that was a, that was great to uh, to get. Yes, absolutely. And then they basically uh, went right into two spinoffs from The Mandalorian. So we've got Rangers of the New Republic, mm -hmm. and then we've got Ahsoka. Oh, boy. Exciting. Now, Exciting. what does this mean? When does this take place? What is she going to do? So, I don't know. So many questions. Apparently with Ahsoka, it takes place during the timeline of The Mandalorian. Same thing with Rangers of the New Republic. Because, mm -hmm. and I didn't, I didn't see this, I didn't hear this during the conference, I read it, that what they're doing is these, two, these three shows are going to kind of go hand in hand, and eventually they'll cross over. So it's gonna be like Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, yes, Chicago ER, and eventually they'll all cross over. Yeah. So we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a big crossover event, kind of like what the CW does with their with their shows. Awesome. So I would assume this is gonna kind of all interconnect, which means everyone that against Thrawn. That's basically what I'm thinking is yeah. that Thrawn will really come in for Ahsoka, mm -hmm. Ezra will come in for Ahsoka, 
And Unless then, Ezra's already there. Unless Ezra's already there. Well, we know, we but know. that's kind of what we'll get, and then eventually all these shows will come to a head, which is awesome. That's awesome. amazing. And then Rangers of the New Republic. Um, we got teased uh, with it a little bit. We got teased with it a little bit. Obviously, it's going to have Cara Dune in it, which we kind of uh, expected. Uh, we haven't talked about our Mandalorian uh, Chapter 15 discussion yet, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be disappointed if uh, they brought Bill Burr in to be a part of it as well. Uh, they definitely, they definitely, they, they the kind of left open. it open, and they yeah. had a little tandem like between themselves in in the show that made me think like, oh, like she kind of likes how he shoots. Like there's there was something there. Oh, yeah. there was, they, they, they were there planting was, the there seeds. Was they're planting the seeds. So I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in for for Rangers of the New Republic. We need someone as well. to, to uh, we need like a long range sniper yeah. to come in. You know, and, from Space Boston. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> my cousin. Yeah, give me that sniper. Give me a fucking beer. <laughs> oh my god, brother! Fucking memes when uh, it was announced that. That Obi Wan's gonna be filming in Boston. Oh, dude, it's hilarious! Uh, I gotta go to fucking Hashi Station to get the PAL converters. <laughs> <laughs> it was dying. But yeah, so uh, it's exciting. This is really exciting that the fact that like, and basically, this is what season two of Mandalorian's been. It's been a springboard for other characters to have their own shows, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what this has been doing. It's been setting this up. So the fact that they are spinning off shows from this, obviously, Ahsoka crushed it in her episode, and I love that Rosario Dawson's coming back and she's gonna get her own show. Which we okay so Fantastic. when it comes to, okay so when it comes to Ahsoka yes I imagine that's when we're probably gonna get Sabine yes that's probably where we're gonna get some Bo Katan team up probably sure Bo Katan will pop up because definitely those two have a very interesting history to, to say the least um, if Ezra doesn't pop in at the end of Mandalorian mm-hmm. if he's not the one who answers the uh, the, the call. Grogu call right then uh, then it's gonna be like okay so maybe he's still out there right so then essentially the Ahsoka Tano show could be very much um, you know them. Which which makes sense because it's within the timeline of when yeah. Rebels ends. Right. So the Sokotana show could very much be you know like leading up to that. Yeah, it could be. You can literally. Oh my god, I'm I'm like just blowing my own mind. It could literally pick up. So she has the the information from Thrawn. Right. She can literally go to Lothal, and that moment when she's there waiting for Sabine, like that can literally pick up in like the first yes ten minutes of the pilot. Right. And then from there, they go on their adventure and all mm-hmm. this other stuff happens. Yeah. And the, and the fact that like this, these are spinoffs, and they specifically said uh, that this is under Favreau and Filoni. Like these shows are under them. So what you're getting is you're basically getting, you know, this Mandalorian crew now expanding their expanding their own universe. And focusing on these shows too. So I love that, you know, obviously like we've been saying for a long time that, you know, Filoni and Favreau are just this fantastic creative team that probably should just take over the Star Wars universe in uh, general. Can we talk about that? Because look, look. Are you gonna are you gonna bash Kathleen Kennedy? Look. There's not very much I don't You don't even go here. There's very few people on this earth that I hate on. Very few. Kathleen Kennedy is one of them. Look, I don't have anything against her. I think she's an incredible film producer. I think she has an incredible career. Yeah. Has given us some incredible films. Some some of the most like iconic, nostalgic childhood films mm-hmm. that, that we can think for of. For sure, for sure. But she but. Uh, butchered, she killed Star Wars. Yes. Okay, and it's it's not just her. Yeah. It's obviously there was a lot of people involved. Right. But, but she was part of it. But she was like she was the one who took the she's the the big name. Yeah. So obviously kind of un- unfairly falls on her. Yeah. But still, you're in the room, you're making but the decisions. Not just that, then she makes comments comments like oh we can't do what marvel does because we don't have like that we don't have years of comic book history are you kidding me (laughs) you have books you have shows you have so much that you can there's so much lore there's so much lore but clearly like it was just a matter of someone understanding the movie side 
but not understanding the source material. Yes. Not understanding the, sor- the mythology. Right. This is what we said about Filoni and Fabio. You have someone who understands the mythology. Right. And someone who understands big budget production. Right. Well, big scale well, production. Well, Filoni is basically George Lucas 2.0. Exactly. And Favreau, while he does understand all the, you know, the technical sides and the making big big budgets, he's he's also a Star Wars super fan. Exactly. He loves Star Wars. So you just this have this is fantastic what I, team. Like, this is what I would have hoped. Like when John Berg and Jeff Johns got... Uh, that was kind of what you, what you it wanted was John for... John Berg, yeah, John Berg and Jeff yeah. Johns. It's kind of what you Berg, hoped... Yes, you had someone who was a great film producer and someone who understood the material, <laughs> right. and they were going to work together. But, <laughs> yeah, that went to shit. No, apparently that was a horrible team-up. That team was a up. <laughs> horrible team-up, and it went to shit yeah. real quick. And then in hindsight, you kind of understand why. Yeah. Because like, that's the thing. Like You have people now who like can can say, this could work. Like Ahsoka Tano could work, but not right now. Yeah. Let's hold off like a year. Right. Uh, you know, from when Mando launched, let's hold off a year, and then maybe two years, you know, like let's properly plant the well, seeds. Well, that's the thing too, is like, is like you, like they're bringing, they're making this organic. Like it's not feeling like it's rushed or that's exactly. forced. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. making it all feel like it's organic and it's all one big world. And then you're going to have just these different branches where you're just going to go into different directions. Right. And it feels like it's, that's how it's supposed to be. You know? Yeah, but you got fucking Kathleen Kennedy here up front and center talking to panel about how like oh the show was received great and we love Star Wars you don't even go here okay you do not even go here like Dave and John single-handedly saved Star Wars yes because Star Wars was on its last like it it was bad I would say like that's that's the one thing that I will that I think that I think both me and you will shout from a rooftop is that the reason why Star Wars survived is because of Favreau and Filoni. Exactly. 110%. It was the perfect combination and you just had two people who are just good people. Like the fact that you have Favreau like egging Filoni on, like literally making him his Padawan. Yes. Teaching him how to like handle these, this different medium, this right. big like, budget like, production. Like saying like, no dude, you're directing. You're directing. You're and then on to top of it. that, it's like, no dude, you're going to act in this episode. Exactly. Like, no, it's like, like, let's like, you're going to be front and center. Yeah. Like we, we are, we're going to, we're going to make this work. Right. Like, no matter what, we're going to make this work. And long and behold, they did 15 episodes in Mandalorian has single handedly brought back Star Wars. I have never, I haven't been this excited for Star Wars in a long time. Um, I would say like like probably not since right before Force Awakens, in yes, terms in terms like of the excite- anticipation, in terms of like excitement level. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. Force Awakens is fine. I don't yes. really have anything as Force Awakens. I think it's a fine movie. Well, but. the the thing uh, I mean because we've trust me, dude, we've we've ranted on you know the Star Wars sequels so much. Uh-huh. Like I feel like recently, but like uh, you know if 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 Rise of Skywalker was a better movie, I think it would have helped. Um, well, Force, Force Skywalker- Awakens and Last Jedi. Well, the thing is that Last Jedi. Um, for whatever reason, um, just doesn't belong. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's clear. You that don't the story, even go here. The story is Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker. That's yeah. the story. Right. However, again, they didn't have a clear outline. They didn't, you know, yeah, yeah. clearly have a good plan. Right. Uh, they just let people do their own thing. Whatever the fuck they want. And then they kind of retcon everything. And yeah, it was yeah. bad. Um, yeah. However, we got our new Lord and Saviors, Filoni and Favreau. The 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 triple Fs. Triple Fs. The Triple Fs. The uh, Filoni, Favreau, Feige. Those yep. are our Lord and Saviors. Um, they are now in charge. And like, yeah, just seeing Kathleen Kennedy there just made me mad. Yeah. I, I know. Like, I know. You, I know. You, you were so upset. And I then as like, the panel was going on, you're like, why is she still here? Why are you, like, <laughs> why are you here? Like, you're trying to take your ride in this Star Wars clout. Right. Like, you almost killed it. Like, get Filoni and Favreau. Like, bring him out. Well, like, that's the thing, too, is like, is like I feel like with, uh, like, if, if you had Filoni doing it, like... 
The thing is, I don't think Filoni is. Um, I don't think he's that type of guy. Capable. He's, of, he's yeah. not. He's not. And unfortunately, like Kathleen Kennedy is in charge of Lucasfilm. Like that's what this was. This wasn't a Star Wars panel. This was a Lucasfilm panel. Right. But no, which, you're, you're which, right. which, which which I get. Like yeah. I understand it. But like I just feel like if Filoni was on the stage or Fa- or for Favreau and Filoni, like you have like two like Star Wars geeks basically like leading you through this mm-hmm. and like. That's just that feels more genuine to me of them. Being I think Fabra could have hold off like the the hosting position. I think like, he could have there. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Filoni could have done it. I don't think Filoni. He's, he's not that type of guy. Yeah, he's not that type of person. Yeah. So, uh, but still, okay, just kind of got that off my chest. Know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so really excited for this, and I and I like I said, like I love the idea that they said that they're going to basically have these shows kind of run concurrently with each other, mm-hmm. and that eventually they'll do crossover events, which is like fucking awesome. The annuals, That's absolutely exciting. Or um, annuals. Moving on to another really exciting project that we cannot wait for, and we're I think like a month into filming is Andor. Yes, and, which they, and, was, and they showed the sizzle reel, and it was so good. Uh, so they're pretty, like you said, they're deep into production. Yeah. Which um, again, they were just keeping everything under wraps. Uh, like they had sets built, costumes, mm-hmm. concept art, uh, and it's inc- and it's really exciting. I like I love the moments from Rogue One when he taught when he's like you know after he does not kill Galen after yeah. the, the whole situation on Edu right right before they go off to uh start the third act when when they're in yeah. that when they're in the base and they started they start the sizzle reel with it with yeah. him saying that line but yeah. like just a few months before that like when they're like traveling through a hyperspace um after the whole after Galen dies yeah. after Edu cuz he's like cuz when she's like you were up there to kill my father he's like you're in shock yeah. He's like, oh, now all of a sudden this matters to you. He's like, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like all of that, like, and then yeah, that moment of like when when he steps up with um with all these brave volunteers, you know, right. he's, and he's he talks about it. he's like, like I've done things, I've right? done things yeah. that I wanted to like walk away from, that I wanted to forget. Um, and we get that in the movie because he kills the one guy right in the beginning. Yes. And then he finally kind of he goes to kill Galen. He's like, I'm done. He can't do yeah, like, it. I don't want. Like, yeah, I'm he's, fucking he's done. At, he's at his end. Yeah. Like I can't do this anymore. And then long and behold, shortly after, he he has a speech of like, look, I, I want to do something right. Yeah. You know, like I've done everything everything I've done for the rebellion. I've I've had trouble shaking it off. Now let's do this right. And then they go on this incredible suicide mission, um, which we'll get into when we talk about Rogue Squadron. Yeah. We'll yeah. get into, but um. But yeah, just those moments, those scenes alone from Rogue One are like all you need. Yeah. In regards to like uh, kind of telling the audience what this character is going through. Yes. Like telling us his mindset. And uh, and for the people who don't know, he comes from a separatist family. Right. So I want to see that. I want to see like uh, maybe of like of, of some family drama or stuff that yeah, yeah. that can possibly still haunt him. Right. You know, so uh, yeah, there's I'm, I'm and oh. 12 fucking episodes. Yes. Yeah, like, which, which which is what I wanted to get into. Bonkers. So, like, they're, they they announced they're doing 12 episodes. Uh, they didn't specifically state whether it's going to be, like, split, whether it's going to be, like, one full-blown, like, 12-episode season, mm-hmm. or if it's going to be, like, split into two, because I can only imagine they're going to, they're not going to do, like, multiple seasons of this. I think it's yeah. just going to be kind of like a miniseries almost. Like a two-part miniseries. Like a two-part miniseries. So, I don't know if it's, we're just going to get all 12 in one shot, or if it's just going to be, like, well, a, see, but all 12, that's not, a, that's a fucking season. That's, that's a not season. Like, no, no, it's, yeah. exactly, that's, that's a full-blown season, but still, like, that's absolutely exciting. I love that they are kind of building on like what you said, like like what the character you know says in Rogue One. Uh, I think we're getting we're definitely getting um, K two S O in this too, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, that's a and then they confirmed some other uh, Mon, Ma, Mon, Mon Mothma, Mothma yep. which I don't think it's the same. actress. It's not. I think it's a different actress. Right. Um. So yeah, it's it's a 
Uh, we're pro we're definitely gonna get the moment where he comes across K two and he reprograms him. Yes. You know, so yep. there's a lot to and uh, and the Andor comics is um I enjoyed the Andor comics. Mm -hmm. I thought they were good. So there's a lot here to uh to look forward to. Right, and then I also just love that they they just kind of reiterated that. Oh, wait, Stun Scarscar's in it, right? Yeah, he's in it. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, which is exciting. And I love fucking Stun Scarscar. Yeah. guy. We just saw what he can do on television dude. with fucking uh, with Chernobyl, Chernobyl, dude. He, he crushed it in Chernobyl. So good in Chernobyl. Yeah. His dynamic between him and um, what's the actor's name? Oh, why am I blanking on him? From Resident Evil. <laughs> Resident Evil's uh, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Oh uh, my god. Uh, Mr. Well, Deeds. Hold on, I, I gotta look this up, man, because because I, I love this dude too. Me how, too. How, how am I blanking on his name? I'm drawing a big blank on his name right now. Oh my god. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Why is he not listed? Just type in Chernobyl. Jared Harris. Jared Harris. Jared Thank Harris. You. That's it. Yeah. The uh, now that we got the information, yeah. uh, yeah, the 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 moments between him and Jared Harris, the moment in the the last episode, I believe, of Chernobyl. The, yeah, when, when they're on, on that bench. bench. Fantastic, dude. Amazing acting. It just tied their powerful, whole relationship together. Powerful so scene. Fucking good. You felt it. Just the moment was like. We couldn't have done this without you. Incredible moment. Yeah. Incredible scene. Absolutely. So um, awesome that he's in this. Yes. I mean, he's a fucking star. He's a veteran at this yeah. point. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the cast is great. The concept art looked great. It definitely yeah. looks like it's going to be a... Didn't they say they had the Born Identity guy being like the showrunner or something like that? Uh, it's uh, Tony Gilroy, which I think Tony Gilroy might oh, have... never mind. Tony Gilroy wrote... He wrote like the... Uh, he came in and, and redid Rogue he came, One. He came in and redid Rogue One. Mm -hmm. And then Tony Gilroy himself... Uh, sorry, guys. Did he do not, not Nightcrawler? Did he do Nightcrawler? I think he might have written. Um, he wrote Nightcrawler, didn't he? Or maybe I'm. No, wrong. that's that's Dan Gilroy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. See that mixing up my Gilroys. Uh, no, but uh, Tony Gilroy, I think he wrote Michael Clayton, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he did Michael Clayton. He was a producer on. Um, he was a producer on Nightcrawler, so maybe Dan Gilroy is his brother. Maybe. You never know, but uh, but yeah, got some good people involved. Yeah, super excited. Yeah, no, he's he's legit, and yes, but you were right though. Tony Gilroy did. He wrote. Um, he came in and he, reworked. He, no, he wrote all the all the Bourne movies. Okay. Yeah, Identity Su Supremacy. Right. So Ultimatum, this whole yeah. kind of like spy thriller espionage, which is what feel. they they doubled down that Andor is a spy thriller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's again that's going to kind of uh, be very much in line with uh, what we were just talking about. Yep. With fucking what Bucky and Winter Soldier. Yes. So espionage, espionage, all, all the underground all, inner all workings, the backdoor stuff. deals. Yeah. I'm super excited to see. And one thing I'll say real quick. I know I just spent like a good couple minutes shitting on Kathleen Kennedy. Oh I will give her credit for one thing. Okay. She came oh, in yes, yes, I, for yeah. Rogue One originally because um, uh, I was at Celebration at the panel <laughs> and it was cool. But uh, they had a great panel where Gareth, Gareth uh, Edwards, I always mix them up. Edwards for Evans. Gareth. One is the raid. One is <laughs> it's, it's Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Gareth okay. Evans is the raid. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and Apostle. I know, let's go check it <laughs> yes. out. Yes. But uh but yeah, they had a great conversation when Gareth Edwards, uh, the original draft, pretty much had some survivors. Yes. <laughs> I just thought of Bane. Crashing this plane. But no, no survivors! survivors. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the, uh, the original draft had essentially some survivors coming out. But when they had the meeting with Lucasfilm, they were kind of going, going, over, thing, going over everything. Kathleen was like, wait, shouldn't they die? Because we haven't, like, we don't hear from, right. from them or whatever. 
And he was like, well, can we do that? And she was like, yeah. Yeah. So then they, they changed right. it to where everyone and, and, dies. And to be fair, that makes the movie that much better. That, That's that how they, it should have been. That they all don't make it. Right. Yeah. That's how it should have been. Yeah. So I'll give her that. Yes. I'll give her that. Give her that. But because <laughs> because Rogue One is the best movie that's that's been made that's like been made under the Disney banner, I guess you could say. For sure. I really do like that movie, and I feel like it gets better with every viewing. It does, and I think this Andor series is going to strengthen it that much more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really going to be a nice companion with Rogue One, and I think it's just going to strengthen. Rogue I wouldn't One be surprised like if it more. leads yeah. up like the final kind of like scene is him going to um, that trading outpost on the right. of Caffeine. Right. I would imagine if that's like the final scene, that'd where, be like, awesome. Him taking off, um, or crawling out of it. Right. After he kills the guy. Right. Oh no, no, he can't do that because that's oh, obviously that's Rogue One. Right. So, so him going to the him going to the yeah going, going to the trade, I wouldn't yes. be surprised if that's like the final scene. But, yes, uh, yes. But regardless, I'm super excited for this. Definitely. All right, Martin, ready? Oh, boy. So, I don't even know what you're going to throw at I know, me. Bro. There's so oh, much trust that me, trust I... me, ready? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, Martin was going to cry. I, Dude, I'm still processing it, and there were so many moments where I just started thinking about it, and I got emotional. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm getting emotional now. It's I know. just like thinking about it. <laughs> now it's just like, you got to stop, just relax, like... All right, so let me lead you into this one. So first of all, the one cool thing that I noticed, the Obi-Wan Kenobi like logo, mm-hmm. the uh, the eye in Kenobi is the lightsaber. Yes, I, know, cool, I saw that today. Which is pretty yeah, cool. Uh-huh. But the big news, obviously, is that Hayden Christensen is coming back yes. as Darth Vader, which is exciting. And the one line that they teased is that, uh, I think they call it the showdown of, uh, or the, the ultimate rematch. The ultimate rematch of the century. Yeah. Which is interesting. So there's a lot to kind of go into here because mm-hmm. obviously... This kind of contradicts New Hope a little bit when he said uh, that line. Well, it doesn't really contradict it, but it. I think we all just kind of assumed when he says like, "When we last met, I was the master." Now, right? Yeah. So uh, we always assumed that it was the uh, the Musafar battle. Yes, on, in, in, was the, the last time they had met, and yeah. a New Hope was the first time they had reunited. But it, I guess it wasn't. I guess they right. met somewhere along down the road. Now, somebody did suggest that this, obviously, because that in terms of like the timeline of where Kenobi is in his journey. He's on Tatooine at this point, kind of, He's on kind of guarding from over Luke. Day one, yes. From, from when he drops up to Luke to uh, to Owen Lars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I could be one hundred percent wrong, but I, I I think I'm pretty sure that he's been there since. From the second he drops yeah. him off, he just kind of over- hangs out. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's so he's there. He's on Tatooine. Some people have speculated that Hayden Christensen coming back as Darth Vader that he's going to be almost like a uh, a haunting vision that Obi Wan has constantly. Okay. So that he's going to be like there with him on Tatooine, but it's a, it's a vision. It's not, he's not actually there. Okay. But the fact that they did tease that there's a rematch says that it could be a little bit of both. So maybe he is there and you actually see Hayden Christensen out of the, out of the suit. Mm-hmm. And it's just him like kind of there and he's kind of like haunting Obi-Wan. And then obviously Darth Vader's in the, ep- in the series as well, kind of doing his shit. And eventually we'll get like a fight because they did tease that, that by the end of this, they're going to fight again. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping, I'm assuming that they're going to treat Vader in this as like they do in Clone Wars and Rebels, mm-hmm. when he is kind of like, in a way, recurring he's like, character. He's like lurking in the background. Yeah, and he always yeah. pops in every now and then. Right. So uh, I, although I do think that something is going to drive Obi-Wan away from Tatooine, mm-hmm. and that's where they're going to fight. Whether, you know, drive him away to some or- other planet. Yeah, I'm and with that's you. They're, where they're definitely gonna, not fighting on Tatooine. There, there's yeah. no way they're going to fight yeah. on Tatooine. There's, I, I highly doubt that, because... Yeah. um. That would kind of create some. I would feel just like, like almost plot holes, right? Yeah, and yeah, I would feel like, like Vader would have sensed Luke, like, like continuity, yeah, yeah issues um, and things like that. I mean, like I, yeah, I just don't think that they're going to fight on Tatooine. I definitely think that something's going to happen that draws 
um, Obi-Wan away from watching over Luke. He has to go to a planet or something. And that's where the confrontation happens between uh, Vader and and Obi-Wan. This is taking place about 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. Yep. So this is Vader at his prime. At this point, Vader has been established, uh, not established, has been um, ordered by the by the Emperor to go and hunt and kill the remaining Jedi. Right. Um, Obi-Wan, obviously being a Jedi, you can imagine that he's had the sort of like, um, kind of like insecurity, always, always looking over his shoulder because the Jedi are essentially like deemed like the biggest criminals in the galaxy. Right. So everyone's kind of after them. So it's, yeah, it's going to be um, exciting to see because this is about 10 years in uh, when we see him in New Hope. It's about almost 20 years after. Right. So it's kind of like the midway it's point, the midway point of yeah. when he's kind of slowly kind of starting to lose it, yeah. you know, being in isolation for so long. Uh, going like when we first see him in a new hope and he's yeah. all and he's all loopy. <laughs> yep. Uh, but there's there's just so much I love about this. For once, ten years after, I like because a he's been um, meditating, becoming one with the force, mm-hmm. connecting with Qui Gon, connecting with other uh, f- uh, forces, so to speak. And uh, at this point, Vader has somewhat of his. I would imagine has somewhat of his emotions under control. Yes. I would imagine that post-Revenge of the Sith, like in the, in the following, in a few following years after that, he was just all emotion, all yeah. rage, all anger, all suffering, <laughs> all of that. Now, I imagine he has it a little bit somewhat under control, but I can imagine that the second he sees Obi-Wan, he's going to lose that's it. That's what I mean. Like, I feel like as soon as he sees him for the first time in years, uh-huh. he's going to lose and his mind. And that's what's going to cost him the fight because yes. he's going to, again... Like Ezra Bridger says, a Jedi must never act out of emotion, even though he's technically not a Jedi anymore. Right. But he's going to lose it, act out of emotion. He's going to get all all up in his feels. And Obi-Wan, like I said, been spending all this time kind of training, meditating, like building a stronger sort of mental mindset. Right. It's going to get the one up on him again. Right. And that's how you can make the whole notion of like, uh, you know, when you, when you left me or when I last saw you, I was a learner, now I'm a master, you know. Right. Because now at that point, He's got shit together. Yes. Now he knows like yes. not to act so much out of emotion and whatnot. But you got to realize, bro. Now, like, okay, so he's going to see Obi-Wan about 10 years later. Right. About five, eight years down the road, he's going to come across Ahsoka. Right. Then he's going to come across his daughter and son. Like, Vader's just such a fantastic character. I know. Like, and the way they've just kind of established his, his um backstory through the comics and through everything. Like, I, I'll be honest. Me personally, I do not want a Vader series. Yeah, I don't. I think this is the way to do it, where you have some sort of show set in the Vader timeline, Vader, uh, and have him pop in here and there. Yeah, we still get our Vader flavor, we still get him in his prime, and then we can just kind of uh, not so much focus on him and right. focus on other characters. Well, I'm also kind of with you too because it's like one of those things where it's almost if you have a Vader series, it's like too much of a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Vader, Vader works because. You know, he's kind of like in the back. It's it's almost like the uh, if you want to use like in terms of like looking at like movie monsters, right? It's like uh, the shark from Jaws or the xenomorph in the first Alien. It's like mm-hmm. when they come in, it's like holy fucking shit, it's here. So like if if he's there all the time, it loses the impact. You know what right. I mean? Like like not not to get, I know you're not gonna play the game, but in uh, in Fallen Order, the the Jedi video game that came out recently, Vader comes in at the end, and it's a holy shit fucking moment. So if he was in the entire game, it wouldn't have had that same impact. Because he fucking comes in and you had no idea he was going to come in, it's like, holy shit, and he starts wrecking shop, and it's amazing. And that's what every single person... That's why I every single person... We're going to get about we're gonna get into Rogue Squadron a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But Quinn Trios has this reaction. I'll get into it when we get talk mm-hmm. about Rogue Squadron. But Krennic. Yes. 
I th- uh, people talk a lot about how like that that scene with Vader in Rogue it, it One feel, was, it feels out of place. It was like fan service. Yes, I don't think so. I don't think so either. For two reasons: one, Krennic up to that point was did not give a fuck. He stood up to literally every single person, mm-hmm. even Moff Tarkin. But the second Vader steps in, he shits his pants. Oh yeah, that tells you just like how like feared this guy is mm-hmm. not and then the other the other one obviously being like the jedi was lost in a mining accident so that's yeah, why yeah. we don't really hear about it you know right, right. <laughs> that's a whole nother like situation but uh but yeah it, it's that notion and it's always like people know who vader is people right. know who lord vader is and uh yeah like uh, i know i say i'm not ready a lot but for this i'm really not i know like for this i'm like the second we get like I, Revenge of the Sith. I love that movie, and and it's. I feel like it's a movie that's gotten better with age. Yeah, and just the final moment is like one of my favorite moments of Star Wars. When like, when they're you know fighting on the lava, and he's like you know Obi Wan realized he's like I lost you, like I failed like, you, I failed you, yeah. you know. And then you know just Anakin's just so brainwashed, yeah. And then just like the how everything comes about, like you can feel for these two characters. These are literally brothers. And like, yeah, we're gonna get it again, and I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. I am not ready at so, all. So, so this is what, and like, uh, like one of the things I was happy about is I'm happy that Hayden Christensen is coming back because mm-hmm. talking about Rogue One, I thought he should have been in like when they do like the vat and the, start the tank, the bat, yeah, the tank, and it's I'm like they should have just showed him. Yeah. Like it, it would have been awesome to, to see that. There's to two just, moments to just kind of connect, are, you know. Yeah, there's two moments. I also think in, in Solo they could have done that in the beginning when they're having like they're like on a battlefield. Yeah, I think they could have like put on some binoculars, look into the distance, and we could have seen Vader wrecking shop. Like wrecking shop, yeah. Yeah, that that's how you. That's what I'm saying. You just bring him in. Right, here you bring him in here and there to, to kind of show. And him. It's fun, but yeah, I'm with you. I've I've been saying that for a long time. The fact that they didn't have him in there, I thought was a massive missed opportunity. But now we're gonna get him again. Right, and this it's, is it's awesome, and he's also really excited. So he, uh, I guess somebody asked him like you know. I get they did like a quick like you know call for him or something mm-hmm. after it was announced, and uh, he said that uh, it was such an incredible journey playing Anakin Skywalker. Of course, Anakin and Obi Wan weren't on the greatest terms when we last saw them. It will be interest- interesting to see what an amazing director like Deborah Chow has in store for us, and I'm excited to work with you. And again, it feels good to be back. Yeah. And the other thing I love that they brought up is that obviously, and I I keep forgetting this that Deborah Chow is leading the charge on all these episodes, and, and she that's crushed it. Exciting because she yeah she killed the two episodes she did yeah. in, in the first and season. The, of Mandalorian. And just hearing her talk from every from the gallery interviews i think she has a really good sort of like vision idea of what she wants to do yes and her sort of like approach to her filmmaking right because first of all she can handle action yeah and she's a good storyteller exactly yeah and she knows how to she's a great director she knows how to direct people Mm -hmm. we always talk about the moment mandalorian in episode three when he goes to grab the ball as he's leaving navarro after he dropped the baby off right when he's leaving navarro and then we hold and we hold and we hold on his face and we know what he's thinking right we know all like everything that's going through his head and the fact that we can um we can uh, what's the word? We can uh, resonate. We can yeah, resonate like resonate like like under like relate relate. Oh, there you go. That's right. I knew it was an R eight. <laughs> I knew that. But the fact that we can relate with this like fucking helmet and yes. the, what this person's thinking behind this helmet like that speaks volumes to her directing. So uh, so yes, and something else that I I hope because like I said, I think it's gonna take place outside, uh, not in Tatooine. I hope we get some Vader pilot action. We get a little bit of it in um, in A New Hope, obviously, and yeah. throughout the original trilogy. But remember, Anakin was one of the greatest pilots in the galaxy. Right. And Vader, for the people who who have read the comics, for the people who uh, who have have watched, you know, Clone Wars Rebels, like 
there's just something about Vader in his Tie Fighter, mm-hmm. just like circling around doing because like because we get that with Kylo too. Yeah, remember in Last Jedi when Kylo shows off right. his. Um, Get my ship, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking emo Kylo. Yeah, when we sh- when he shows off his uh his flying technique. So, I yeah, I hope we get like, I hope we get like Vader and and Obi Wan just yeah, dueling and it that's out too. Like I'm I'm curious to see how much of of Vader we get in this series mm-hmm. and if it's going to be more of like a how many episodes is it? Uh, I want to say it's either six or eight. Okay, I think like and this is like a mini series, so it will yeah. it, like and I think you and McGregor's talked about this that it is it's a movie just cut into parts. Yeah, which I'm fine with. Yeah, which I'm totally fine with too. But like I, I I'm do, already I'm already depressed for it to be over. I know, right? Like, I'm already not ready for it to be <laughs> like, over. Oh, shit. <laughs> but like I want to know like how much they're gonna use of him and if it's going to be like like I said like a split between that like Vader actually being there and then also Obi Wan having visions of of Hayden like not in the suit like him like how he was before. Which yep. I imagine they will. Yeah, I think yeah. they will. And I, they do that a little bit in like Rebels too. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, I think this is this is the point where, uh, where at this point, like I said, I think Vader's already gotten control of his emotions mm-hmm. and he's using it for the worse. Obviously, he's letting right. his fear and his anger drive him. And I also think that at this point, it's like where Obi Wan's slowly starting to lose it. Yes. Being isolated alone in the fucking desert for, right, so, for so long, meditating, connecting with the Force. I think like. I think it's gonna there's gonna be like a lot of a uh, like mental focus in yeah. regards to, to both of them because I think when he comes across Vader, he's probably gonna like get his shit together again, and I think Anakin's just gonna lose gonna it. Lose it, yeah. I think he's just gonna fucking lose yeah. it, and that's gonna be again his downfall, yep. and that's how he loses. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's definitely exciting to see. Uh, and they're starting to film, I think, in March. Yeah, and uh, one more thing, I went full SpongeBob. So when the second they announced it, I just sprinted. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. You knocked like you knocked the podcasting table over. Yeah. Everything went flying. I just literally took off. Yeah. Started sweating. I couldn't believe it. I am so happy. Yeah. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so continuing on in their panel, they went into uh, we saw a trailer from the Bad Batch, which looks fucking awesome. Uh, one of the big things in that was that we saw Fennec from Mandalorian. Pretty sure it was Fennec. Yeah, it, it's the same helmet and everything, yeah. so I would definitely assume it's going to be Fennec. And this takes place uh, like during the original trilogy, but like when? So Bad Bash comes in in season seven. Okay. So this is like right before, because you even say it when, when we get the, the, the thing of Palpatine. Yeah. New Galactic Empire, that's from, right. That's from Revenge of the Sith. Wait, so this, all right, so this, is, this is before New Hope then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, like way before. Because season seven leads right into Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Gotcha. Like season, like the last couple episodes. Okay. So this, this will be during Revenge of the Sith then. Yes. The Bad Batch. Okay. Yeah. Because Bad Batch, we get them in the first couple episodes of season seven, mm-hmm. and then they kind of go off and do their thing. Right. Then we get like the classic filler episodes of like Ahsoka Tano with this girl doing all this bullshit. Right. And then the last couple episodes, which is some of the best fucking Star Wars ever, ever, ever. Like those like last four episodes are simultaneously. Uh, running with uh, like right when Order sixty six gets executed, right. So like right like those four episodes are all like literally right when Anakin is you know killing younglings and shit. Yeah, yeah. it's like all running kind of simultaneously. Right. So so I imagine that right when the Bad Batch breaks off, there they have a few, like not a lot in like a short time. Yeah, where then they see that hologram of Palpatine announcing. You right, know, it's right. Only like it's only like a short sort of window yes and uh and i love the bad batch i thought yeah. they were a really fun group of characters yeah it's cool and, and the trailer is awesome too man the, the trailer mm-hmm. it's just it's a it's a it's a short teaser it's a lot of action shots but the music is, is awesome it gets you really hyped up and i love I the, if it's kevin kiner 
because yeah. he's the one who did all the music for it. Art. Might, it might be, yeah. He's great. And then I love uh, like the like the title card. It, it basically like as the title card pops up, it says Clone Wars, and then it slowly burns away and says the Bad Batch, and it's so cool. Yeah, and it this, gets you so hyped. Something that we that we were talking about is like this is kind of like the first sort of animated. Um, well, aside from no, because even Rebels, like Rebels, they, there were scenes with Leia in it. Right. There were scenes with Leia. Obviously, we had Ahsoka, so there was that sort of like familiarity and connection into like um, previous characters. So like this is like a, a group of like uh, mutant clones, so to speak. Like, could they carry the show? Right. You know, like that's what I was worried about. Is, is it, obviously for me it has interest, but like those characters, like Leia, Ahsoka, those bring people over. Like right, those right. catch people's interest. Vader as well. Yes. Like obviously Vader's not. Vader's not happened yet. I, I don't like Vader's about to happen. Right, in, he's about to happen in, yeah. in this Bad Batch timeline. So like, but again, we get the, the we get the Emperor. We get the Emperor exactly. Yes. So okay, we have someone that we know. Yeah, we know. But then obviously, yes. At the like, end, uh, wait, what about the end? Now that we get um, what's his name, Tarkin? Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. We we've which we've gotten uh in Rebels and uh. They name drop Krennic too in some of the episodes, and it's so good. Oh, that's cool. Because like they they double down like the fact that they just like hate each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. So it's so I wonder good. if they'll bring Krennic into this. I thought. Well, I mean, I guess I already spoiled it. I thought we were going to get Krennic in Rebels, and I yeah. was looking forward to it. Yeah. But we didn't, so I would be all for bringing bringing in Krennic. Yeah. But what I was gonna say was that we already established a familiarity with um, uh, Fennec. Yeah. So now we bring her into the Bad Batch. So now we work backwards. Bro, you know, you know? I just realized what. And I don't want I don't want to go backwards, but for the the Marvel panel because because we said Krennic and I'm thinking Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. We didn't talk about the Secret Invasion show. Oh. And we didn't talk about Armor Wars or Ar- oh. yeah. We didn't talk about any of that. All right, so we'll do in classic Marvel fashion. We'll yes. do a post credit scene. We'll do a post credit scene where we talk we'll about discuss. Secret Invasion <laughs> and Armor Wars. I just realized that because like today I saw a story where uh they're they're probably gonna bring Justin Hammer into uh, about fucking time. Yeah, and I was like, yes, like it should have been announced during the fucking panel that Sam Rockwell's coming back. Yes, I need more Justin Hammer. I need him fucking gliding across the goddamn stage, dancing and shit, dancing and shit. Uh, but yeah, so continuing on, uh, excited for the Bad Batch. Um, then we also get uh, Star Wars Visions, which is a cool project. It's like I guess anime shorts with different creators. Right. I'm just gonna quickly wrap up what I was saying. Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. my bad, my bad, my bad, my <laughs> no, it's saying. all good. It's all yeah. good. No, but I was just saying is that like you know. It shows like Rebels and Clone Wars, you have your familiarity with certain characters. Right. This one is like kind of like unknown somewhat. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously people who watch season, season seven know, but then that's how you kind of keep the excite the, the, the flair. Right. You're bringing people like Tarkin. You're bringing people like Fennec, who we just like uh, kind of in a way fell in love with yeah. or familiar with. Familiar with, yeah. Rebel, in a, I mean, she's she's if they if they do yeah. more with her, she's going to become a good, exactly. cool, like, awesome character. Yeah, yeah. like in, we came familiar with her in The Mandalorian. Now we're going to get her here. So it's like a family familiarity. Obviously, Tarkin. So, yeah, they're making all the right moves. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, for sure. Uh, so now, Visions, obviously. Yeah, I have no fucking idea. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> but I, but I, I like that it's like it's like a more like anime style, and it's different creators coming in to kind of do their own thing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I know, for example, people like my brother, who are big like anime like heads. Yeah. Or, I don't know if there's a, a term for anime people. Anime sluts. Maybe, anime sluts. <laughs> but like they're going to find interest. Oh, like, absolutely. In so yeah, like, yeah. anime does have a massive audience. It does. And you know, you're just kind of like expanding that a little bit. Exactly. You know what I mean? And expanding it, Star Wars more and to allows open you, up to all uh, kinds of people. It allows you to like introduce a new sort of like a uh, style. Yeah. Like art style and shit. Right, so, right. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cool. Uh, the other thing was they uh, also talked about um, a droid story, which I'm guessing... I don't know much about, but they said well, they it. they talked about the technology of how Lucasfilm uh, and like I, it's going to be very technical. 
So I imagine it's going to be like a photorealistic, like Lion King. Yeah, that's what, that's what you're saying. You're, yeah. you imagine it's going to be just, it's going to be all droids, but it's, it's going to be, be photorealistic. All, but it's yeah. all CG. Yeah. And like, when you think about it, that makes sense because these are fucking droids. You know? Right. And you can do the animals. Look what they did in Lion King. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, I imagine it's going to be like a, a completely photorealistic series um, featuring the droids. And that's like the heart of Star Wars, you know? Yes. If R2 wasn't around, Star Wars would not happen. Right. R2 right. single handedly is responsible for. Everything, everything in fucking Star Wars. He saved everything. so many people. <laughs> like it's yeah. He's he's the guy. He is the guy. Or the, like, or he, the droid. The droids he's deserve. The droid. They 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 deserve their story. Yes, Give absolutely. Them their spotlight. Absolutely. Uh, they also announced um, a Lando spinoff series. Yeah. Which, which they announced the you know who's who's going to be show running it, but they shockingly enough they didn't announce Donald Glover as Lando. So I don't know if it's a case of either him not wanting to do it, him being busy with Atlanta, and other stuff because he's the guy's just a jack of all trades. Or the deal hasn't closed yet. But I remember hearing a few months ago that they were considering doing a Lando spinoff with him in it. So I would assume it's going to be on him. Because at that point... But if you announce it, then... Well, it's, I mean, you know. it's kind of like the Oscar Isaac thing with Moon Knight. Like, Moon Knight, they did Moon Knight, and they, but they didn't like announce that Oscar right. Isaac was playing Moon Knight. So it could just be the deal... Something not, else we didn't talk about. Something else we didn't <laughs> talk about. But it, I mean, because there's nothing to really talk about. It's just the fact that it was announced. But, but like, they are going more into like Indiana Jones. Right. But it could just be the deal's not closed yet. You know what I mean? That yeah. so it could, or if it's both Billy D. Williams and John it could be and it, it, kind it, of telling it stories. Could it could be you know? Billy D. Williams kind of like yeah, saying like, "Hey, I'm gonna tell you a story," and, and then like, it kind of gather around off. kids. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead and uh, exactly. Tell but I think the cool thing about that too is that like I know you didn't like Solo, but I like a lot of the characters in Solo, and there were some interesting okay. storylines that you could mm-hmm. continue on. Obviously, with Lando, it's like it's kind of his own thing, but you could bring back um, what's the actor's name that played Han. Uh, uh, Alden Ehrenreich. Yes, Alden Ehrenreich. Which I I like him. I like mm-hmm. him. I thought he did a good job as as Han Solo. We're gonna so, get into that. Are we gonna get into that? With Rogue Squadron. Yes. Oh boy. Yes. Okay. But like that's a possibility. So yeah. if they are doing that, and like you said with Rogue Squadron, maybe it all. Well, the thing is, I actually really I'm not the biggest Donald Glover actor fan. Yeah. I love Donald Glover. Yeah. I love Charles Gambino. I think the guy is a creative genius. I think he's incredible. I don't think he's the greatest actor, mm-hmm. but I really liked him as um, as Lando. As Lando, yeah, I thought I he was too. probably like the standout for me. Uh, but yeah, if they do bring him back uh, as as Lando, I'd be all for it. Yeah, all for it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I think I think it'd be, it could be a really awesome thing. And like I said, like if they do want to kind of pick off of some of the threads that were left hanging from Solo, you could also possibly do that too. Right. You know. Uh, and then the other really interesting project, um, the creator of the show Russian Doll is doing a series called The Acolyte. Which is being described as a mystery thriller about the emerging dark side set in the High Republic era, which I am so. Which someone says here, aka we're getting a Coruscant show. A Coruscant? Yeah. Why Coruscant? I don't know. I mean, I guess because High Republic dealt with with the you know Je- yeah, the, the but, Jedi Temple and everything that being on. Yeah, I thought. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm pick, I'm like more sort of set on the whole notion of like focusing on the dark side. That's what I'm more focused on. Well, if it's if it's a mystery thriller about the emerging dark side, so it's about like them possibly because like they kind of go into that in the prequels a little bit about the oh the dark like oh yeah. the dark side's not coming back well you know right. so it's like maybe this is like more into that as opposed to True. you know That's just like the I guess my in my mind I was kind of thinking it more of a I was kind of I was thinking of of what's the video game because I've seen <laughs> I haven't played the games but I watched all the uh, all the cutscenes the. Um, was it Star Killer? I'm not sure, but the oh, one... uh, Force Unleashed, right? Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. Maybe where it's got like the two kids and they're like training, and then they find out that they're oh, a, uh, they're, Nice like... the Old Republic. Yes, right? Yes. Yeah, oh. Nice the Old Republic. Yeah. God, Martin, get your shit together, bro. 
Yes, nice yeah. for you. Thank you. But uh, I was thinking of something more along the lines of that, of like maybe like you have these like group of people who are like kind of realizing that they're more drawn towards the dark side and that struggle. Right. Like the emergence of the dark side. That's right. what I was kind of leaning I don't towards. know if it's going to be that because like the fact that they called it a mystery thriller tells mm-hmm. me that it's going to be like almost like uh... – um, even though I haven't watched it, uh, oh my God, why am I blanking on this? What's the show from FX with Carrie Russell? Oh, the Americans. The Americans, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Where it's like you know, kind of like almost like a spy kind of thing, and like you're trying to the figure Sith out. Is trying to. Yes, yes. I sense a plot to sense take a plot. Out yes, exactly, yeah, well, exactly. A plot to uh, destroy the Jedi. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of what I was expecting from this show. Possibly. But, uh, regardless, I like the logo's cool, and we're gonna get some dark. We're gonna get some dark force and shit. Yes. So. Looking forward to that as well. Definitely. All right. So moving on to the movies. Before we get to the big one, um, you know, they did kind of just announce that Taika is still working on his own Star Wars film and mm-hmm. that he's in the process of writing it. Right. And he released a hilarious tweet where, like, they, you know, Disney announced, like, oh, Taika's, you know, directing his own Star Wars movie. And he, like, tweeted out something along the lines like, I am what? <laughs> like, you know, just totally like, you know. What? Classic I'm Taika. I'm working on a Star Wars film? Yeah. But yeah, so the uh, the big news, and this was probably like I keep going back and forth. What was what was bigger a bigger shock for me, the Alien show, or the fact that they announced that Patty Jenkins is directing Rogue Squadron? To me, as biggest shocker, still hating Christian. Well, hating hating hey, Christian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, as funny too as I'm I, with you with the Alien top three. Yeah, Alien, th- top three. Yes, Patty. yes. Yeah. Um, but this this was awesome. Uh, the video that Patty tweeted out was amazing. I've must have watched that like. A million times, and yeah. we and we were talking about this too. I mean, and you you even said it that you know just being, you know, like she has such a fantastic story. The fact mm-hmm. that she was almost like run out of Hollywood, and that she was gonna not she was gonna go restore. She was giving up. She was giving up. Yeah. You know, because after the whole thing with Thor: The Dark World, and how she left on creative differences and couldn't really get like another job, so she was gonna go restore antiques. Like that was like what she was gonna do. Yeah, because the thing is that she was more of like a the the market from like the market had fallen under from like the market for the uh, the indie films. Like, that market had completely fallen. Right, which she had kind of come up in. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That was kind of, like, her sort of niche. And that's where she was, like, a, that's where a lot of her, her stories, essentially, were going to be set. You know, right. obviously, she couldn't obviously she couldn't make it work with Thor The Dark World. Um, Wonder Woman was the second attempt, because originally, they, they had a meeting originally on, yeah. on her directing Wonder Woman, but they didn't see eye to eye. Right. So then they kind of split. And then on the second time, they were like, okay, yeah, like, we kind of want to do what you want to do. Yeah, because originally with Wonder Woman, Michelle McLaren was going to do it. And then she dropped out because of creative differences, and right. then Patty, and then Patty came came back. Which that just go? I mean, again, even though it's crazy that uh, that the mar- like again that she was struggling, but she still kind of had the balls to say like, no, I don't want to do that. She could have easily just taken a job, absolutely, and just been like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm she set. she could have done Thor: The Dark World and you know gave in to all the demands that that were asked of her, and she yeah. was like, no, I don't want to. Like, no, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. and uh, and good for her. And and yeah, she she kind of got to that point where she's like, all right, should, do I even want to be doing this? I right. can just go like. Restore antiques, and right. <laughs> it's it's like a really great story. Um, and on top of that, I had no idea that her father was a fighter pilot. I didn't know that either because then, then she says that in the story that he died fighting. Like yeah, then, so I'm like, holy shit! Like that's yeah, insane. and uh, yeah, so she's incredible. I fucking love Patty Jenkins. I think there's just like a, a demand about her. Like whenever she's on screen, like you're just like, like yeah, if she, like if I if you can imagine that woman is on set. Literally, whenever she like speaks, everyone shuts the fuck up. Yeah. Well, when like, when she did the the round table. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like just awesome listening to her talk and like you know you see just see how much passion she has for what she does, and it's inspiring. You know what I mean? It like, is. Yeah. It, it, it truly is. And um, and the story that she's deciding to tell. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So so Rogue Squadron is kind of a big thing. Like I don't know much about it. 
but you told me that basically like Luke Skywalker sets it up. So I know from the comic. Right. From the comic. I know there was like a video game like back in like the Yeah, 90s, there was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe what? Wasn't like a what nine or something like that? Maybe. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, I, I never I never played it. Yeah. For, like PlayStation or something. Oh, mm-hmm. Like the first one. But yeah, so I know it from the comics and here's where the here's where we don't know if if they are going to tell the origin of Rogue Squadron or how Rogue Squadron came about. Yeah. Then you need Luke. Right. You need Leia. Right. You need Han. Right. You need Chewie. You need the entire OG crew. Right. Because Rogue Squadron forms in between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. So in that time frame, in between those movies, that's when uh, Rogue Squadron forms up. Right. Now they do, now it does keep going. Like they have several missions and it continues up to about like five or six years after the Battle of Endor. Okay. Which is Return of the Jedi. Right. So by the time it's wrapping up, by which time we put they, it in Mandalorian time. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a so if you're going no matter what, it's told in the original uh the original trilogy timeline. Story, timeline. Yes. Yeah. Now if it is the origin of how Rogue Squadron came about, it is a fantastic story. Yeah. Fantastic story. And that's and that's kind of what I hope they kind of lean towards. But like I said, you need everyone you need including the OG crew. Including Vader, oh. Vader plays a big role in it. So the, okay, so just to kind of give a quick summarization, um, they're building the they're building they're building the rebellion the the rebel alliance. Mm-hmm. All right, the rebellions are. So they get this um they get all these ships. They're they're getting stronger. They got a pretty decent fleet, and it takes place on Makota base. And essentially, there's a member of the of the Rebel Alliance called Quinn Trios, mm-hmm. and she is the queen of um, Shoturan, and she acts as a spy for Vader. So she's not really like a bad. She's kind of like Zod. You know, everything she does, she does for the greater good of yeah, her people. Yes, yes. So out of fear of her of her, you know, um, of her people getting killed, uh, like the people in Alderaan were, mm-hmm. she kind of bends over for, for Vader. Okay. Uh, and there's a fantastic moment like we were talking about when they're like saying when she's kind of going through her rundown and they're like um oh you have to meet with an imperial official and she's like all right who is it Vader comes in everyone loses their fucking mind right she immediately starts panicking she's like no like i didn't do anything wrong like what are you doing yeah and he just goes there to be like no you're essentially gonna be my spy and he demands like you're gonna go to makota base you're going to infiltrate it you're going to make yourself um invaluable like make yourself trusted and uh-huh. then you're going to report to me wow and then that concludes with Vader killing every single person in that room because no witnesses. Like, this is fucking Vader Holy in his prime. Shit. And it's so good. So then months pass. She's eventually made herself uh, an invaluable member of the Rebel Alliance. Mm-hmm. And then when they're on Makata base and everything's kind of going on, she gives away their position to Vader. And she kind of... Um, she kind of bugs like she kind of puts a virus in like the system so to speak so then the fighter so everyone's like um defenseless the the like the x-wing all the fighters can't get out of, out of their um out of the docking station stuff like that right so this massive imperial fleet comes in starts destroying literally everyone starts destroying everything uh luke leia everyone's trapped inside they can't get out because obviously of the bugs that, they, that she planted right uh and then who saves the day fucking han so han comes out and there's a great like dogfight between Han and Vader that takes place. What? And pretty much they um they Han figures it out that you can fly at it because the safety protocols were still intact. Right. So if you flew at the door, it just the sensor would just open. Yeah. You know, it was like kind of, it was kind of like a simple story, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But but that's what happens. And uh and there's a great moment when Luke's about to fly out, and they're like, no, you can't do that. And then he references Jin. He's like, if Jin Urso did this. 
if Jinnerus will pretty much die for the rebellion, I'm going to do it too. Holy shit. So then he flies out. It works. Yeah. The door's open. Everyone else flies out. And then uh, again, drops like Neem drops Jin. He's like, see, you got to believe in Jin. got to believe in the Force. And uh, and then they have the moment. They're like, all right, so what's our name? Like, what are we going to call ourselves? And since he's got Jin on the mind, he calls himself Rogue Squadron. Oh, and Rogue Squadron got, and it's a big space battle yeah. between uh, Luke and and Wedge and Seneca and everyone. And they're all fighting like the, the Empire. And it's it's like a four issue run. It's called yeah. it's like Hope Dies. It's like issue like 48, 49, 50, 51. It's a pretty so like if you want to talk about script, that's like a hundred pages. Right. It's like you can like <laughs> we can work with that. So like if it is the origin of uh, of how Rogue Squadron came out to be, it's an incredible story. I was gonna say that sounds fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if they would go that route though. I don't think so because you have to bring would. in the OG. You have to bring in all the OGs, which means you have to recast but everybody. If we get Luke. If we get Sebastian Stan as look yeah. at the end of Mandalorian, yes. which, answered, which we've been speculating, <laughs> who answers Grogu's call, yeah. then you got it. Then you got it. It's you got there. It. You already got Alden Ehrenreich right, as, as Han. As Han. Right. You Sebastian just, Stan will be Luke, and then you just got to pick a Leia. Hayden's already coming back Hayden's as Vader. coming back. So all you got to do is cast Leia. Just cast Leia. And, and you know what? And this kind of harkens back to some of the stuff I was saying about you know, uh, T'Challa, is that you know, with, with these characters, and obviously like if you want to continue on with this franchise, you know, there's more stories to tell with the OG characters. And mm-hmm. I think we just kind of need to get over ourselves a little bit. And just realize that you know eventually they're gonna get recast. You yeah. know what I mean? Like like I I kind of hope we get Luke. I don't know if it's gonna be Sebastian Stan, but I kind of hope we get Luke to come back because there's more stuff to tell with him. You know what I mean? So I hope that we do that that it, like what you just described sounds so fucking awesome. Yeah, that and I kind of hope that that's what we. It's get. a massive <laughs> yeah. like like mental game mindset. You know, scheming, backstabbing, just ends with a massive like space right. battle. And right. It's fucking insane. But with Patty, like you know, obviously like she tells stories that are. I mean, obviously, like, Wonder Woman's, like, really, like, you know, obviously, it's it's a big superhero movie, but she says that, you know, she always talks about how she has, like, very personal connections. She puts, like, herself into this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, she has that background with her father being a fighter pilot. I assume that we're going to get something that focuses on a pilot. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to focus on specific people in Rogue Squadron, and mm-hmm. it's not going to be, like, you know, focusing on Luke and Han and, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's... So, like, I feel like it's it's going to be... Maybe they're already established, and we're getting them on some sort of mission. Maybe the those OG characters will be in the background somewhat, but, like, I feel like it's going to be, it's like... either or. A very personal story to her that's as well. That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. you can tell this... Like I said, you can tell this epic story of how Rogue Squadron came about, but you can also just have it... You can have it set at some point, because, like I said, this runs right before... Empire Strikes Back to about you know a couple years after, so there's a good like time window there of, of right. stories that you can pull. And like you said, you just focus on one pilot who's like member of Rogue Squadron, um, talk about the the, the battle at Mokata Base and right. all that nonsense. And uh, so yeah, you don't have to have the origins of it, but if you do do the origins of it, it would be pretty. You wild. need the OG yes. cast, and it would be incredible because right. it's an amazing story. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I mean this this was honestly like like I said like this one kind of came out of left field, and the fact that she's doing it. Like it's and just it's it's awesome. Fun fact: This is the movie that Benioff and Weiss were supposed to do. Yeah, I, I, when no I was reading, fucking way. When I was reading up on it. They, this is the movie they were supposed Get to do. Get the fuck out! Yeah, of they here. were supposed wow. to do Rogue Squadron. Well, they made a fantastic choice then to, to bring Patty yeah. in. Then yeah, and then they dropped out guys. for uh, whatever reason because uh, they realized like you guys are not that good. <laughs> 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 they probably came out. They probably realized that and like because see I even though <laughs> last uh, season of Game of Thrones <laughs> season and a half is. And terrible writing. What's the what's the the gym? Just terrible writing. Um, I was like, okay, look, they gave us incredible television, um, adapting 
George R. R. Martin's yes. work. So I'm up, like, right. up to a certain point. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm saying when it came when it came time to them to to write and tell a story, yeah. it, it was like, whoa, whoa, Jesus Christ. So I'm like, all right, they're gonna do okay because they're again they're adapting, you know, a Star Wars story. Yes. So I'm yes. like, they're that'll be fine. But uh but yeah, the, but now that you're telling me that they let them go to bring in Patty Jenkins, hell fuck. Absolutely. I'll take Patty Jenkins over them in a heartbeat. Absolutely. And, and I, I was thinking this too, like even if like like for whatever reason, you know, and I, I've heard good things about Wonder Woman 84, but let's say like it's just, it's not as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, that doesn't like, it's not going to make me worry about Rogue Squadron. You know what I mean? Because I know Patty is just, she's a very competent director. She knows what she has to do to make things right. You know what I mean? So I'm all for this. And like I said, the fact that she, that we didn't know that she has this connection, like that her father was a fighter pilot. Like this, like oh, yeah, she, she loves Star Wars. Like she loves Star Wars. Like she's going to pour her heart and soul into this movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm all for this. I'm super excited. I can't wait for this. Yeah. And I just can't wait to like, if, if they announce it, that it's going to be that. I know. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's yeah. like, what are they going to do? You I know? know. Like, what are they going to focus it's on? It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be one or the other. They're just going to focus on one yeah. sort of fighter pilot uh, and then everything else, like in regards to the uh, the the members, uh, everything's in the background. Yeah. It's all kind of like, you know, you'll hear whispers and whatever, um, or you literally just dive in. Right. You literally just read, you bring everyone back. Yes. You bring in Vader, you bring in um luke lay everyone and and you go to town go to town man yeah, yeah. and i'd be off oh and, I, and it's God. crazy too because i always say like why are we fucking focusing on characters we already know when there's so many characters i right. want to explore but then i get i th- i think about this and i'm like yes yeah let's bring back the do it, characters do it bring everyone <laughs> back and let's fucking get this incredible space battle moment scene in space like let's do it but uh right yeah we'll see and you know and the other thing that, that i really liked about this too is that you know, after Rise of Skywalker and then obviously Mandalorian, like, and it seems like the future of Star Wars is going to be on Disney Plus because they're like basically everything they announce is, is going to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, that's kind of like the future of this franchise. But I do love that there's still a full a handful of movies that we can get excited about, like like legit like movies that mm-hmm. hope that all case and purposes by the time they come out should be on the big screen. But you know, you never know. But like right. uh, like this is like like this is gonna be like an event to get excited about. This actually makes me think. Do you think we're gonna have any tie-ins with the sequels? Because, like I said, Rogue yes. Squadron all takes place. Yes, I, I think I, I, I'm. I think Mando is leading to that a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, oh yeah. You know, well, like, like, like I think I was talking in terms. Okay, yeah, yeah. In terms of like overall properties, yes. Overall properties, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I honestly wouldn't hate like to see like the continuing adventures of Ray. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. like like Daisy Ridley has said like there's no plans for that, obviously. But like, I wouldn't mind seeing like what what she goes off to and, and does, especially with like. A decent like creator behind it you yeah, know what it's I mean? gonna take a lot to fix it would take a lot to fix yeah. it but like if they kind of just focus on like what she does after rise of skywalker mm-hmm. i wouldn't hate it especially if you get like one of these people that are working on these disney plus shows like if you get like a deborah chow or somebody like that to like all right you're gonna jump onto this now like i'm all for that yeah especially since she fucking teases this awesome lightsaber at the end that we're never gonna see again you know what i mean like so Not i know that, but i know so much the skywalker it's like oh Wow. So much, so so many missed opportunities, but like you know, Ugh. I wouldn't mind seeing her again. Is what I'm saying. I wouldn't mind seeing that character. Again. I love Ray. Yeah, I do, yeah. and that's John Williams' favorite character. Yeah, fun fact for the people. Fun, fun fact. As much as it might upset some of the hardcore Star Wars nerds, yeah, uh, he he loves Ray. Yeah, a lot of times he he would come back just for her. Yes, but um, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, I I'm with you. I'm excited to see like what Tiger's movie is going to be about. They are kind of like it's this is very much like big this like. Film version of Mandalorian. I was mm-hmm. telling just kind of like a background characters or background stories that are kind of going on in other worlds, just kind of like bringing them to light and right. sharing and 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 you know making a movie out of it. But uh, I I'm really hoping that we get 
what I everything I described to you, yeah. I'm hoping that's that, what that we get that. Yeah, yeah, like the the of how Rogue Squadron came to be. Yes, and then from there you can potentially launch a trilogy, with a franchise, a franchise yeah. with that, and focus so, uh, on the Rogue Squadron that's yeah. running simultaneously with the original trilogy. Right, definitely. Know, that will lead into Empire. That will lead into like Return of the Jedi. Or something right, like that, right. So and um, I would say like before we kind of like close this out, uh, if we didn't say it before, uh, Star Wars is back. Yes. And, and the excitement for Star Wars is back. It is so back, dude. And like, yeah, I am through the roof. I cannot wait to see Hayden back. I can't wait to see. I cannot wait to see. Um, like just Vader and Obi Wan going at it again. Yeah. Like, oh, and I, yeah, and I love the people involved. Like I said, Deborah Chow's proved herself, proved herself with what she can do. Mm-hmm. Patty's proved herself over like uh, yeah over and over again. Like with her short filmography, Dave and John just. Leading just the crushing way, it. Just all right, now, now I got to ask you, right? All yeah. right, so all this stuff, and since you're such a massive Star Wars fan, I'm a little. Yeah. yeah. What's the what's if you had to pick one out of this? What's the one thing you're really excited about? The one if I can only yeah, pick if you, only, if you only pick one. So everything else. Wait, does that include Mando? See, I, I don't. I don't want to make it this. I hate the stupid ultimate. Like, well, you can only pick one, and everything else disappears. No, no. no just, so in just, terms of like one, everything I announced. Yes, everything that I announced. I'm going to pick one. If you, what's what's your top most anticipated for Obi-Wan. what's coming? Obi Wan, hands down. Yeah, Obi Wan. I cannot like. Uh, like I said, I'm not ready. The second mm-hmm. I get Hayden back on on screen, like it's like I can't believe just me personally how much I've grown to like love Anakin. Yeah, especially like from like the Clone Wars, from like those moments in the Clone Wars and in Rebels that has to deal between that deals between Anakin and Soka, mm-hmm. especially in the, like last season. Yeah, like in season seven, like it it just like. It, it will like fucking destroy me. Yeah. Like when he says bye to Ahsoka. It's like the last time. That yeah. Anakin and like, is and you goodbye. know what's going to happen. Right. Because you know what happens. Like, so you know what's going to, you know, when he leaves, you know what's going to happen, you know. And then like you understand their connection, you understand their reaction. It's just like, it's fucking like it kills you. I know. And now we're going to get that again. And just like, and, and the way they portrayed, um, like the Vader comics have been great. Yeah. The Greg Pack run, the recent Greg Pack run right now, I'm not too crazy on yeah it's like it's getting into some like it's it's going places it's going places yeah, yeah it's, it's going to some, a little some, strange yeah but like yeah like the 2015 run which i believe was La, uh was la roca and crew uh the star wars comics from karen uh karen gillen i believe kieran gillen um like what what we've gotten so far in comics wise has have been really good storytelling right so like just yeah yeah just this that like i failed you yeah, like, yeah you know and then like just everything about it i'm so ready to to see him back on screen and uh yeah i'm gonna lose my mind yeah i mean i would say other than because i, I love the idea of of building out the mandalorian world and having like these crossover events like that's like that to me is, is really exciting and then with patty doing rogue squadron like that to me is just like fucking amazing i cannot wait for that but but with this obi-wan series you know like because like, even though like i grew up with watching the og trilogy uh, the prequels were the first Star Wars movies I actually saw in the theater. Mm-hmm. So even though like they're not as as well received, I think I think over time like they're especially since the sequels came out, they they have a, they have more positive light around them. What the prequels? The prequels, yeah. yeah. But like you know, I, I have I have like this connection to them because them being the first Star Wars movies I actually saw in like a theater, they just have like this 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 certain feel to it. You know what I yeah. mean? So like, and and being a kid at the time, like you know, I didn't see. Like I didn't recognize no. Attack of Clones for being as bad as it was at the time. You know what I mean? I just loved every fucking little bit of it. So, I don't know if I told you this, but Attack of Clones was the first DVD. So we got a DVD player. Yeah. And the first two DVDs that we got was Some of All Fears, uh-huh. Ben Affleck. Nice. Yep. Yep. Uh, was that Clancy or is that yeah, Jack Tom Ryan? Clancy? Tom Clancy. Well, Tom Clancy, Clancy, but it's but Jack Ryan's okay. the character. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 
and uh, and Attack of the Clones. Oh, nice! And just seeing like the battle at the end, seeing the the Kami- To me, to this day, I'm so convinced that's what aliens look like, like the Kaminoans. Right. Like the uh, with like the long necks and everything. Yes. I'm so convinced that's what they look like. Right. Uh, when I when we we'll get into this in the Mandalorian talk, but. The way the slave takes out the TIE fighters. Oh, bro. Total, total the callback. Thing, the thing, remember the, the gif that I yeah. put? I, I literally did yeah. that. Because I, I was watching it in my room. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh my God. And I just like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, dude. I love that callback to the prequels. It was so yeah. it was so good. But that was the thing too. Is like, is like, Attack of the Clones was like my favorite at the time. You know what I mean? Like I uh, loved it, everything about like, it. Fucking Yoda's got a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. And it was the coolest fucking shit. And I had like all the action figures and stuff. So and like and to me like even even to this day like obviously like you know you get older and you start to see like the flaws in the movie. But like Ewan McGregor to me was the big standout in that entire trilogy. Obi Wan, in my so, opinion, is the best Jedi that ever lived. Yes, mm-hmm. and like I and you and Ewan played him so fucking well in those prequels. Like he was obviously like the. The, the bright spot when 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 the prequels weren't living up to their hype you know what right. i mean and like so the fact that he's coming back for a miniseries and then we're getting hayden on top of that is just like it's yeah. like you said like you get it's all the feels and revenge of, revenge of the Sith was the first movie that i saw the first star wars movie there oh movie. really so nice like me and my two brothers and i actually didn't see the the original trilogy until like 2009 right that was like when i first saw that's it. that's good though you went in chronological order yeah pretty yeah, much yeah. and like and i just i was blown away yeah i was like blown away i'm like this is fucking like this is what everyone talks about yeah, it's yeah. so good <laughs> and obviously i went into like a deep obsession right with just everything but um but something else i, I quickly want to say like i feel like a lot of people felt that because after the original after the prequels it was like that's it yeah. There's no more like, Star Wars. Like, yeah, we're done. That's yeah. it. So I think that kind of left a taste, in, like a bad taste in people's mouths, mm-hmm. you know. And then once, um, once Disney acquired Lucasfilm, and once like sequels were announced, I think it was like it put some weight off people's shoulders. Like, okay, that's not the last that we're gonna see, right? You know? And I like, bro, in in seventeen, in, in the celebration twenty seventeen, when we had the fortieth anniversary, and like Hayden comes out yeah. onto the stage, when oh, like it's just like this energy like yeah, i remember yeah, yeah. being there and i i saw like the prequel like banners and posters and i'm like i cannot like i fucking love these movies right like right i thought i hated them but i don't like, yeah i fucking love these movies well and that's the thing too is like is like the the you know and, and george and george even even says this too that that star wars is for kids like yeah. for, like first and foremost it's for kids so like i think for us like the fact that we grew up while the prequels were coming out and like you said like revenge was the first movie that you saw in theaters mm-hmm. attack of the was the first movie you had on dvd so like as a kid you have that nostalgia and you have just like this overall love for it because like that was like your first experience for star wars so you're always going to have that personal attachment to it you know what i yeah. mean so but think of like think of us now at that time going yeah. to see attack of the clones in theaters yeah uh, with the mindset with that the mindset i know yeah, yeah we'd be like what the fuck what the fuck is this what is this <laughs> what is this what is this fart jokes what's yeah, this yeah, yeah. what's this trash bro? yeah um you're trash brock like what is this so but yeah it's just i think i think that's what it was because i think for me kind of like it kind of like what just happened yeah like with the sequels like right. that's that, that's that's it that, like, that's, that's it. what we're fucking like that's, that's what we're getting. we're getting but now now think of that in terms of if you were like a little kid seeing it exactly don't give a shit yeah probably the greatest now thing you've ever seen it makes me wonder yeah if we do pick up back up with these characters down the line right is it going to then make like the sequel are we going to have the same effect maybe who knows maybe who knows we'll see but it's like you were saying um how everything coming out or or some of the stuff that we are going to get could possibly strengthen um, the sequel. So yes, like, and that's what I mean. Like it's it like 
you know, the Clone Wars did not fix every issue in the prequel movies, but it no. does strengthen certain aspects of it. So especially I, the characters, especially the characters mm-hmm. for sure. And that's the, and that's the same thing what they're what they're doing with some of the TV shows like like you know the Andor series. That's going to strengthen Rogue One, even though we already love Rogue One. It's going to make Rogue One that much better now knowing the origins of Cassian and K two. Because you know, there's going to be so many people thinking to themselves once that's over. I kind of want to go watch Rogue One. Yeah, kind of like us. We will fucking watch Mank and we absolutely. want to watch Citizen yes. Kane. Yeah, absolutely. So like hundred like, percent. It, it is going to you are going to get that reaction and that feel to like okay. I want to go back and revisit, you right. know, and then obviously like, ugh. and that's the cool thing too, is like, you'll watch Revenge of the Sith and then it's be like, all right, now I'm going to go watch the Obi-Wan series. So it's almost feels like oh it's, it's, it's the, this feels like it's the fourth movie of the prequels. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, that to me is fucking awesome. And I love Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. yeah. Like it's <laughs> probably my top three Star Wars films. Yeah. I absolutely love that film. Ugh. I know. Can't so wait. good. So Star Wars is back. It is back. It is back, and I am so excited. All right, so, uh, so I guess I guess post credit scene with uh, Secret Invasion and Armor Wars. Yes, yeah. let's do it. Oh, and then I guess Ironheart too. Fuck. Yes. Yeah, Do we watch? I forgot so much shit from Marvel. Was it Macy? Uh, what's her name? Macy. Uh, I forgot her name. During the blank. The character. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Macy, not Macy Williams. Though. Macy Williams. <laughs> Uh, Riri Williams? Oh, it's Riri Williams? Yeah. Why do I keep thinking Macy Williams? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Riri Williams. Which, it was funny too, bro, because uh, the FN Nerds posted that artwork like right before Thanksgiving, and then Disney Investors called, they announced the series. Look at us, bro, trendsetters. I mean, I've only been saying that. You know, we talk about the Alien show, and all of a sudden Disney, is Disney listening? You know what's- Are they stealing our fucking ideas? You know what's funny? It's like- I want that clout. When we were editing the, and you- Someone just come in. No, that was me. Oh. Uh, but when, I was editing, when I was editing the episode and you were talking about like a TV show, I'm like, oh, well, it well, just happened. There it is. Definitely listening. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, we are we are pretty like genius. Yeah, no, we are. Stuff, we are. Yeah. We're, we're, we're smart. We Absolutely. said we all the time. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so the, um, the Secret Invasion show. They just heard our Rogue Squadron pictures. I'm like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what we have to do. Patty! <laughs> How do you feel about having Luke, uh, Leia, and Han back? Back. Uh, but yeah, so the um, the Secret Invasion thing is is cool. Obviously, I really don't care for Captain Marvel that much than the fact that they're continuing that storyline. Like, but Secret Invasion is a pretty big yeah, thing in the comics. Interesting. So it's interesting that they're kind of boiling it down to just a TV show, right? Because this is something that could be like an Avengers event, right? You know, so the like, fact that there's like characters that are scrolls mm-hmm. that you didn't know were scrolls, like like backs, like a uh, scheming and, and shit right, going right, on, right? So, uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting that they're going to make it into a TV show, but um. It seems like Nick Fury will be kind of at the forefront of it, which is cool. Like Sam Jackson kind of gets well, they his own kinda, series. They also kind of teased it, like when Nick Fury was on that ship at the right, end of right. uh, Far From Home. Yes. So something they're they're doing something. They're doing something. They're collaborating yeah. and doing yeah. something. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting that it's a show. It's interesting that um, this is something like I feel like the Avengers should be in. I think so too. You know, like this is something that I feel like, like I said, like what if you're about to like fight and then all of a sudden, you know, Captain America turns into a scroll? Like that would blow your fucking mind. Absolutely. So. This does have this does kind of call for a big sort of like Avengers kind of event, but look, if they want, unless this is like the be, the be, like the beginnings of it, and then eventually like it becomes the plot point of a major. You know what? That's oh, it. yeah, that's it. That's probably what it that's is. One hundred percent. It. Yeah. You just you just say, yeah. That's it. Because that's what they're doing. They're they're connecting everything. Yeah, we get like the inner workings of it, and right. then eventually, it and it's going like... to we're going to get the final sh- the final episode is going to be like we don't know how far this goes. Yes, and then boom. Lead into lead Avengers, into the, the, next, the next Avengers movie. Absolutely. That's a hundred percent it. Yeah. Um, and obviously we get uh, Armor they're Wars. Li- they're listening to us. And they're like, how the fuck do they know? How the fuck they know all this shit? Because <laughs> we're smart guys. Hire us. 
Uh, so Armor Wars, um, I, I gotta admit, like, it was like, okay, like, this is what happens, like, if Tony Stark's technology falls into the wrong hands. Uh, and it's like Don Shields coming back to James Rhodes, which I was like, all right, makes sense. But then I was like, uh, what are they gonna do with this? And then, obviously, I was like, oh, fucking Justin Hammer, he gets his hands on, on Tony Stark's tech and starts building all these fucking suits and stuff, because they talked about certain characters that, that Hammer Industries kind of, like, supports, mm-hmm. and they end up, like, using the technology for, like, the bad shit. So I'm saying, like, that happens in Ultron. Right. Like, fucking, uh... Tony's technology goes... <laughs> yeah, it goes haywire. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, we already kind of got that. Right. So, I don't really... So, what are they going to do with this? But, like, I mm-hmm. like it if... Like I said, dude, if you bring Sam Rockwell back... Like, nothing against Don Cheadle, but, like, I fucking love Sam Rockwell. I've been waiting for him to come and back. And I want... Like, yeah. he was he was in that... um the, When the Marvel used to do, like, the one-shots, he was in the whole All Hail the King one with uh, Ben Kingsley where he's you see him in jail. Gotcha. And Justin Har- and, he, and Sam Rockwell's in it. He's, he's there. He's there in prison. You can open it up with... Uh... I mean, this is technically twelve years later. Yeah, open I was gonna say like you, trial. You've had you've had the uh, you know, or he's out of jail. You know, that's gets, what I'm saying. Like, open out. it up yes. with a trial. Yes. of him, you know, pretty much thrown back out there, mm-hmm. and he's right back into his old ways. Yes, like you know what? Fuck, like I'm pissed that I missed Tony unless he got blipped. Right, unless he got blipped. Yeah, dude, I'm excited to see how they're gonna handle all of this. Yeah, like you know, everything post Endgame, like who got blipped, who didn't get blipped, right, right, know, like the five year jump and all this other bullshit. So. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to say, Martin, before we wrap this up? No. <laughs> I guess that's it, right? I mean, we've been talking a lot. First, oh, wait. Did we talk about Ironheart? We didn't talk about Ironheart. No, we didn't talk about Ironheart. Oh, shit. Okay. So, I yeah. mean, there's not much to say about it, No, really. we did. Did we? I don't know. Well, I can't we, remember. We mentioned it. Okay. We mentioned it. So we, talked, we, we talked the about Riri Williams. Yeah. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. Um, you uh, know. Yes. Actually, there's one thing I want to say. Is it too soon to get this get this character? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Because I think they're gearing up towards Young Avengers. I think they are too. I think that's what it's going for. Yes. I think the, they're they're passing down the batons. We right. Kate Bishop. Right. Because when uh, we get Ironheart, though, Tony Stark's still alive. What? When, when Ironheart comes in, and like the comic series, yeah. Tony Stark is still alive, right? He leaves like a message for her, right? And then she takes over, right? Yes. Yeah, so a, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I mean, by the time we get the series, it probably is going to be like way down the line. So I guess it'll be like I want to say like the at natural, least next year, the natural time to get another Iron Man esque character. Yeah. So oh, we're gonna have like our, our our OG cast members like wrapping up and yeah. Then, this is gonna be like the new Avengers kind of the thing. The young Avengers kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young Avengers, yes. Which is cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm look, at this point, uh gotta wait and see, but Marvel has a good track record. They have a good track record. And yeah. the thing that I was saying about this too is that like if you're not excited about some of the stuff, it's like you have other stuff that you can get excited about. Like that's the thing, like it feels like Marvel is like kind of doing a lot of different things. And especially like with TV, like with TV you can get more like, you know. This character is for this type of audience, and this character is for this type of audience, playground. and this is it's a playground. Exactly, yeah. you have all these different flavors that if you don't like this one, you can go over to this one. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the beauty of what they're doing on Disney Plus. Right. Like, if you, you have, want to see like a young and out here, Kate Bishop, then hey, you can go 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 see these grown ups in right. a spy thriller. Yes, and talking to more soldiers. Exactly, exactly. So that's kind of the beauty of everything that they're doing, which exactly. is why this day it, this day was so exciting because of all the projects they announced, all the stuff that's coming to Disney Plus, some of the stuff that's coming to theaters. And yeah, it was just, it was so much that we had to split this episode up into two parts. Oh, yeah. We didn't do video for it because we knew it was going to be a big one, but it's going to be, it's going to be just a, I think, I don't even want to edit this too much. I don't want to edit too much either. We're, it simple. We're just going to throw it out there. Throw it out yep, there. Yep. Just, you know, throw it in the waters and let the uh, chart, the sharks yeah, come this, this was just meant to be just a fun conversation about a lot of the stuff that was announced mm-hmm. and, you know. And if you want to listen, listen. Yeah, cool. It's a you long have like one. You an hour and a half to kill. You got, you got a nice you long. Like three hours to kill. Then exactly. Go You're going home for Christmas. You got a nice long drive. Just put it on. Let it play. Mm-hmm. 
All right, guys. So that does it for us. Obviously, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. Anywhere where you see that big, beautiful FN logo. Uh, if you guys are listening to this during Christmas, happy holidays. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll happy, you know, happy Hanukkah. You. Happy Hanukkah. Um, which reminds me that menorah has not been lit. Menorah has not been lit. Got some bums here. I know. Got some slackers. I know. We have, we have a very... You know, we celebrate Christmas here. We celebrate Hanukkah here. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we do all the stuff here. But the people who are supposed to be relating to Manure are not doing so. I know, I know. Just not doing putting that out there. Got some bumps. But uh, yes, uh, happy holidays to everyone. And, uh, you know, we'll, I guess we'll see you. We'll see you in the new year, I guess. Well, when we're going to have, gonna have shit. we're going to have other stuff that's going to come out. Yeah. We're going to wrap up Mandalorian with the last two episodes. Still got Wonder Woman. Got a couple, yeah, Wonder Woman review. Maybe so, a couple effing collection episodes. Yeah. So yeah, we'll so, see yeah. you guys soon. Yeah, but happy holidays. Happy holidays and uh, yeah. take care and I hope you enjoyed this long ass discussion. Oh, yes. Yeah.